When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up? Welcome in CHGO Bears podcast, another training camp edition, recapping a Monday practice at House Hall. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano, Greg Rags Jr. What's up, everyone? How are we feeling? Offense was shaky, or not? If you talk or, to Greg Rags, or the or. defense is right up there with the eighty-five Bears. Uh, depends on how you look at it. I, I thought it was a, a fascinating day at Bears training camp. Super excited for the show not to jump ahead, but we you uh, did not know we we're going to be have a conversation with Bears linebacker TJ Edwards, the Wisconsin Badger, Illinois product. And I thought that as our title said, it was we, we, we tell you what we see on this show. And what we saw today was Chase Claypool catching the football a lot on the boundary down the middle. Uh, some tough catches posting up. I mean, mm-hmm. exactly uh, what you want to see with the quarterback and, 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 and the clay pool. And it happened today. So I thought that was the best thing about practice days. I jump into my best real quick. Well, do your best and worst. Then. Okay. That's my best. And my worst was the same thing with the quarterback quarterback was picked up a couple of times. Quarterback was picked up by Tyreek Stevenson. The, the, the pick by Tyreek was after he held the ball for a while. Uh, and then he forced it in and Tyreek jumped the route. Great job by 29. Fantastic. Um, but I, I thought that there was, you know, some good with Justin today and some not so good. Well, I mean, d- to provide some context of why he held it on for a while on the Tyreek Stevenson interception was because Jervon Dexter blew up the interior of that offensive line, got immediately into the backfield, which flushed fields to his left and then forward and then threw the pass for an interception. Okay. I still think you could have gotten rid of the ball faster on that play. Well, I'm just saying well, yeah, you're Dexter. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was the first time, in my opinion, that I've seen where Dexter flashed. Oh, it's okay. been hard, yeah, to kind of identify when the defensive linemen are actually making plays, especially when they don't have pads, which they'll right, get to right, tomorrow. Exactly. Reminder, we're not playing in pads. I mean, it, it's it, this wasn't like a real well, rush. He was hit. To be clear, none of us are putting pads on. That's, at any point, that's, unless I missed something, I, I got my pets at home. Oh, okay. so we're doing this. I got broad shoulders. I don't need pads. I would like to see Braggs and Carm, but with pads one on one rep. 
Oklahoma. Uh, forget this golf nonsense. Oklahoma drill. Let's freaking go yeah. back. Old Let's school. see Oklahoma drill between you guys. Uh, you that's really not, that's that. not happening. <laughs> I'm not taking on. I, I, I do not. I, I, I fight people that pet cats, not people who lay bricks. That's, uh, that, that's, that's. <laughs> oh, I'm a softie. Um, well, my, just took a swipe at me out of nowhere. It didn't mean to, but you know, you are a cat guy. So <laughs> yeah, you, right. you gotta, you gotta own it. Cat people are people too. Are people too, but are not bricklayers. Uh, quick question: I thought I'd get a little. Hey, welcome back, Lawrence. You know. Hey, welcome of, back, Lawrence. Hi, Lawrence. Hey, Lawrence. <laughs> hey. I hey. you, made, you made our lives. We missed you so much yeah. that we're, we're just happy you're back. You know. You, you, look, if you're going to go on vacation the first week of training camp, you don't right. get some big welcome back party. Uh, by the way, I also just realized. I, I also just realized that I have already made plans on two of the preseason game days. Why are we doing Saturday preseason games? What are we doing? Because we're the best and we're providing coverage for all the good people watching this show right now, Lawrence. But, you know, this is a team effort, so we'll hold it down even if you're busy. It's all good. Hogue had a golf trip this weekend. That's okay. You know, but we've got a big team, so we're going to use that to our advantage. Yeah. Thank you, Braggs. You've been doing great, by the way. Good work. We're all doing great. I yeah. finally found out the reason why that golf trip was scheduled so late in summer and overlap with training camps because one of the guys had to go on his honeymoon i mean what a selfish mm. jerk training camp Terrible. honeymoon like what yeah. your bears training there. camp ranks higher than your random three-week honey honeymoon to three weeks yeah what three is weeks. this three uh, weeks what are you european yeah just why don't you move there at that point so right. my best is my best goes to tyreek stevenson uh, you know, the first three days that uh, last week of open practices, he, he had his welcome to the big leagues moments, you know, uh, DJ Moore and Chase Claypool certainly showing their veteran savvy by, you know, using his aggression against him and exposing him a few times today, Tyrone Stevenson adjusted on one-on-ones right out the gate. The first one-on-one, he was all over DJ Moore. And then of course he got the interception on Justin Fields in 11 on 11s. So it's cool to see that progression from the rookie. Uh, my worst was Lucas Patrick on the first snap of the third session of 11 on 11s fumbling the snap. As Carm said, uh, in the three minute breakdown, they put out a little earlier, uh, you know, DeMarcus, uh, DeMarcus Walker talking a lot of crap. And then all of a sudden that must've scared Lucas Patrick into fumbling the snap, I guess. Can't have that. I, I, I know everybody's concerned about Cody Whitehair and how his snaps are doing, but I don't care who's under center. The ball has got to come out clean for Justin Fields to do what he's got to do. And luckily Justin, uh, helped him out by scooping it up, getting outside and throwing it out of bounds. Yeah, guys, my best is also Tyreek Stevenson. I think for him, he's had a couple of up and down days here in training camp. DJ Moore has been working him throughout training camp, winning those one-on-ones, Chase Claypool even at times. But it was nice for to see him, you know, capitalize on maybe a late throw by Justin Fields and gain the interception that was supposed to be intended for Chase Claypool over the middle. So that was my best from Tyreek Stevenson. My worst came on in a play in 11-on-11. Darnell Wright, I don't know how he didn't get flagged for a holding penalty on Rasheem Green but they let that play go. And then it was a screen play to Deontay Foreman and the guy that you guys talked to earlier, TJ Edwards blew that right up was in perfect position. So really good play by the defense, but I thought bad execution by the offense on that specific play. So that was my best and my worst. My best was a route early on -on one-on-ones with Darnell Mooney going up against Kyler Gordon. And he just shook it back inside so smooth. It looked like the Darnell Mooney of old. And that's just what I wanted 
to see and continue to see from Darnell Mooney, who I think is one of the more important players on this Bears offense this year. We all know what's been happening here with Justin Fields and DJ Moore, which is great, but um, I really feel like the key, as much focus as there's been on Chase Claypool, and rightly so, I feel like the key to really making this wide receiver room, you know, potentially one of the better wide receiver rooms that exists in the NFL this year. If they all, if all three really come together, it's shout out Ryan Poles for that even yeah. being a possibility yeah. of a statement, but I'm still leaving it as a possibility. Cause like, okay, Claypool's yeah. got to come around. They're We're not seeing some good signs. Mooney, but like Mooney, is he the same guy that the, that route today reminded me of last year when I remember I went on a, a long rant last year about how good Darnell Mooney's route mm-hmm. running looked. Um, which, you know, obviously didn't lead to that great of a season. So you could, you could take that too. But the point is, I really like seeing that from Mooney today. So that was the best. The worst, did you guys see that one play where like, they he feels dropped back to pass and then like no one really ran a route and Darnell Wright was illegally downfield? That was a strange that play. Was like, like, it was just clearly on? a busted play. And I was just like, I don't, I think that was supposed to be a run play. Did the like flus what? did the flus blow the flag on that one? Because the flus blew the flag a bunch of times. I thought it was a frustrated flus. Yeah, you know, um, and I, 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 I think well, maybe flus was frustrated with the refs because I thought they were missing calls out there today, not throwing enough flags. I was about to start yelling from the stands. You, Come on, referees! That that would be yeah, another side side note. Best, by the way, as uh, we got to talk to the special teams coach today, Richard Hightower, and uh, Hogue asked a question, and he's like. Thank you, coach. It's a great question. Richard Hightower literally puts Hogue on coach level, which is above everybody else in the room. Because you didn't tell him that I don't care about special team sessions, did you? I actually I did. <laughs> I said, hey, there's a guy that works with us. He hates special he hates special teams, teams even though it's the biggest thing that decides the last roster spots, which he pretends to be a obsessed about for a whole month <laughs> while he doesn't watch special teams. Yeah. That's what I told him. There well, is no bad question with Richard Hightower. No, <laughs> everything is a good question. Like uh, you could ask something obnoxious and it'd be a great I, question. I've, I've never gotten a good question from him. I think I'm literally the only one. <laughs> good question, Courtney. Way to go, Adam. Great question, Nick. <laughs> great question. Um, yeah, I don't know. Whatever <laughs> you just said, weird CHGO Bears person. <laughs> Why are you smiling at me like that? I do stare into the eyes of the people I ask. I just real quick on special teams and other best. I thought I think Bayless is having a great camp. He he Very looks he, he looks very comfortable catching the football. Richard Hightower talked about that today. That uh, he was he basically told him uh, uh, that you need to work on this in the offseason. So Bayless has a lot more reps coming in. He just looks more comfortable catching it. I, I thought Trent Gill too. I, I enjoy a Trent Gill. He was booting that ball up there today. Ball was in the sky. Some nice punts today. Yeah. Um, well, we're not going to dominate the uh, show here with special teams talk because Braggs is here. He would be bored. I got no time. For um, so instead, you can check out my newsletter because I wrote about all that in my newsletter for tomorrow morning. CSGO Diehards. And shout out to Bob Jenkins, by the way, for the $20 super chat, give, calling us out for, uh, he said, sending love to CHGO from Cincinnati, rarely get to watch live, but I've watched almost every show after work since the channel started best coverage in the biz. Thank, Thank you, Bob. You. Thank you, Bob. Cute dog too. Yep. Um, and I think we have a couple other super chats too, that we can throw in here right now. Tyler 499. Does the panel here feel like there was good timing and rhythm from QB one today? Heard seven on sevens looked good. Thank you, fellas. 
Well, are we going to get into this now or are we doing ad reads? <laughs> go ahead. Give no, your... go ahead, Nick. He had his hand up first. Go no, ahead. I think there is going to be a little bit of a debate because I think when you look at the throws that Justin Fields made today, there were a lot of check downs, but they were on time. He was completing passes. But I don't think we saw more of the explosive types of plays that I guess we're accustomed to. And we saw some more pre-snap penalties. We saw a little bit of sloppiness, but there were those completions with the checkdowns in today's practice. Well, this is where I think we have an advantage with all of us being there, being able to cover it in person. We all have four different sets. There's a lot of different things you can look at in one play. So from my vantage point on the seven and sevens, he got the ball out quickly, quick decision-making processing where he needed to go with it. And also the receivers, I thought, in those short throws, we're creating correct separation and finding the, the soft spots in the zone. One time to Tyler Scott on the left side, he put Terrell Smith out of his cleats. It was a nasty move. Kari Blasen game quick to him, to the tight end, to the right side, uh, Robert Tunyon, DJ Moore on a slant, Chase Claypool on a slant. And I let, he's spreading the ball around both sides of the field. They felt like quick decisions and they felt like they were in time and in rhythm. And Adam, when you were critical of the set, the, the famous seven on sevens that you didn't think looked good enough to your vantage point, while others at camp thought he looked good because the completions were 12 of 16 or whatever it was at mini camp, you said, well, there were guys open downfield. Mm -hmm. So that would be my question to you guys who you felt maybe the offense was sloppier today in the seven on seven session on those completed passes. Were there open guys downfield? Because I didn't think so. And I thought he was taking what the defense could give him. Yeah. Well, I think the difference between that practice and this one was that the ball wasn't ending up on the ground today, though. Sure. He was taking, you know, regardless, the seven on seven ball shouldn't hit the ground today. It wasn't necessarily doing that. It wasn't necessarily the most impressive uh, seven on seven because maybe there weren't as many explosives downfield, yeah. but that's fine. Um, I think what, what concerned me more today were just a few plays here and there where I have in my notes in team session, pull the trigger. And that was DJ Moore um, going up. Oh, that's the play he's lined up. Now this might be an offensive issue, not necessarily on fields, but DJ Moore was lined up against Jack Sanborn. Oh, that's all day in the slot. And I realized that like, okay, this might be early in camp. They might not have these checks yet, whatever. But I hope that if that type of situation ever shows up in a game come regular season, that there's some check at the line of scrimmage to be like, get open, whatever, <laughs> whatever. the play. I'm sure today they just ran whatever the play was. And then Jack ended up passing him off to somebody in the secondary. And then he wasn't open. Although I still thought he could throw him the ball faster on that play. Um, like I want to see that in the offense. If you if you have a guy like DJ Moore and you end up with a mismatch like that, like that's where Aaron Rodgers would give the hand signal to Devontae Adams a couple of years ago and be yep. like, well, here's a free first yep. down, right? Like that they they need to get to that level. And I'm not even being critical of anyone in saying this right now. I'm sure that's the plan. I'm sure Luke Getze and Justin Fields will that's gonna be in the offense. They're probably just running through the script of practice today on that. Um, but in the future, I would rather like you, you got to you got to identify DJ that. Moore lined up on a linebacker and not get a completion, which is what happened on that play. So that's just something to look forward to the regular season. Um, and then, yeah, I have in here the, the, the throw which we brought up to Tyreek Stevenson. Uh, it was picked off by 29. I just late it was intended for Chase Claypool it was just late. So that's OK. So answer the original question. I do not think today was the best example of the timing and rhythm compared to other days that we've seen so far in training camp. I think overall, 
I've been pleased with it. I think it's been a step in the right direction. I just don't think today was granted. I wasn't there Saturday, but of the was how many four practices I've seen that uh, today, well, I would have ranked fourth out of those. Yeah. It's interesting. I look, they've been trending as far as timing in the right direction. Yeah. And, and today I, I was right with Nick. Like I was feeling pretty good about their check down game. Like the ball was coming out, boom, they're open. And you want to see, at least I think early in the season, let let's do the easy things. You've got a bunch of guys who have speed that can threaten you. you Tyler Scott, Darnell Mooney, DJ Moore, they should be able to get open on easy pitch and catches all day long. Chase Claypool using his size should be able to do the same thing. So as they're building the offense, I mean, using that game, it does, you don't need to be coming out hitting home runs. And I saw you saw a ton of that today. I'm getting more and more excited, by the way, by Tyler Scott. That guy has, I mean, when Richard Hightower was talking about like speed, mm-hmm. when he was asked First about thing. what impresses you, like yeah. they, there's there's ways in which they're talking about this guy that that excites you. And when you listen to him talk. He is a very mature, talented young dude. So I think it's he's a guy that is definitely uh, worth being, you know, super optimistic about what he could possibly bring this team. I don't know about immediately, but at some point it was in, in you know, sooner than later. Well, I like what Tyler Scott had to say when he went up against Jalen Johnson the first time. That was awesome. He, he like immediately saw, oh, this is what a third-year corner in the NFL can do. He gets on you with hands, and no, he basically said he ran the route for him. The second time they were able to go up against each other, he was uh, trying to make everything look the same, not giving any telltale signs. It was able to get open against him on a, a deeper hitch route in seven on seven. But like you, Mark, just listening to Tyler Scott, like if you didn't know he was a rookie based, based off his press conference, he's super mature is always looking at how to get better. He's really just focused on learning this offense in terms of landmarks, formations, things like that. So then that speed that he does have, and it's evident when he runs routes, it can just be smooth and he doesn't have to think about it. The first thing he has to do to, to make that happen, just understand the concept of the plays. But uh, that's, did that's you, what I really like. Did you Travis write Scott. this? That's part of what we do, Greg. We have to wait, transcribe. You wrote, wait, you wrote all this while he was talking? No, no. It happens afterwards. You record it, then you go and listen and to it. And then you wrote all that? Yeah. Damn, you're telling. I didn't know. We all got to do it. Wow. <laughs> it, takes a, it takes a while. We'll discuss uh, what happens at training That's camp with you impressive. after the show, Gregory. Well, I, I was just impressed. That's a lot of words. <laughs> That's a lot of words. <laughs> what happens after the press conference that the Jews brought that up is that uh, that just happened. Four, it is. That's how I can't Larry, believe he wrote all that. Larry Mayer takes control bears.com of the room and says, who will, tra- who, what five people will transcribe this? And Nick's one of the transcribers. Hogue transcribes. Are you kidding me? They don't have somebody that does it. That's they, impressive. They Good job, ask, Nick. They don't ask Thank me. You, Greg. I'm they, giving credit here. That's great. Okay. Don't give me that look. Hogue. How would I know that that's what they do? <laughs> look at that. <laughs> How would you know that his job is to write? <laughs> no, he's literally transcribing the whole, every, every question and every answer. That's we, impressive. We, we, we split it up. We split it it's up. A, it's so. a group effort. It's a group effort. Greg, just, Okay. You just think like there'd be taking, somebody that like just like taking has, care of you is a group actor. I just figured that <laughs> somebody there for the Bears transcribes the whole thing. I don't know. So guys, you gotta remember that Bragg's he like hunts and pecks with two fingers. So it is yeah, yeah. more than Thank ten you. words is a lot. I bet you all the fans don't know that. So we're just giving some credit here for some hard work being done. All right. So really quick though, Adam, specifically on the seven on sevens, because I am curious. Cause you, you spoke on what you thought was critical in the 11 on 11s, which was fair. I just wanted to know what you like, what you thought of those seven on sevens. And because I know you were a big proponent last year about fields 
having to hit those easy passes and being consistent with that. We talked a lot about that in our post game shows. So am I reaching in that session or is, was that a good sign of, you know, his fluidity and processing and, and getting out faster reaching in what way you just saying how that, well I thought that yeah. session went for him. Yeah, no, I think it was a good period. Even uh, without the home run balls. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just, I don't, uh, I, I'm just not putting too much stock in the seven, seven, seven on seven as well. I, you know what I did? Like I liked in the team. I'm not trying to avoid the question about the seven on seven. It was just a fine period, but how about in the two minute drill later where they had that botched snap, which was a horrible way to start it. But the next two plays, he hit chase Claypool mm-hmm. on some tough throws. And those were some of the plays that we were talking about that chase made today. Um, that was encouraging. Cause that's like in a game type situation, you got to have it. You got to get the throw. You got to get the catch. And they came through, especially because those clutch fourth quarter moments last year were few and far between um, as the season went on. There were certainly some of them, but it wasn't consistent enough. It's an area that they need to improve on. Uh, you just, the Claypool conversation is making me also want to underline Claypool's been healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we started right before training up on the pup, off the pup, what's going on? Justin Fields, he tweaked his knee. Did it? No, it wasn't my knee. We, he had one moment where it looked like something was going on, but he's been on the field every day and which is great, obviously. And Justin Jones talked today and they were asking him about the training camp schedule. And he's like, this is amazing. Three days on one day off and we haven't worn pads yet. I mean, I, when I started out, it was six straight days and wearing pads and your, your body is shot early. Like the players are openly speaking about the fact that they're not being taxed as much. And it seems to me that, like they like it. And yes, there are pads tomorrow's Nick's putting in the chat. Yeah. I'm about to be balled up here. Let's get going here. I Come agree. Like, like, I I, agree. Hey, hey, one huge positive is, and this is a wood table so we can knock it, but like pretty clean so far on the injury mm-hmm. report, yeah. right? Like that's a great sign. There's certainly, it seems like around the league around uh, noon every day, so there's some injury being uh, yep. tweeted out there by somebody and you just definitely do not want that to happen. But at the same time, you heard Cody Whitehair talk today about how they got to callous themselves. Pads go on tomorrow. Let's see some football. Let's see a hard, sh- if you want to go light the next day, fine. But like it, it, w- there has to be some some tough days here. And I think it's great they're doing pads tomorrow for twofold reason. One, the fans are there as an open practice. Wednesday is not. And two, because it's an open practice, we'll be able to give better coverage because on a closed practice, there is no tweeting or talking about it until, until after, after practice. practice. Yep. So, so it's all about brags. No, I said the fans first. <laughs> See? Look at, look at what he did there, Nick. <laughs> See, these two are on one side. And we're over here. That's fine. You want to do this? The, the, we'll don't do take this. Nick. Nick's on this team. It's three I got on Nick. You're over here. It's three on one, buddy. <laughs> Nick was like, don't touch me. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, break. And then TJ Edwards, we had a great conversation with him in house hall. We're going to bring that to you. But uh, the one thing getting me through practice today, Shady Rays. It was a beautiful day. Uh, nice and sunny out there on the practice field. And when you're taking on the sun, you got to have gear built to last. That's where our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering world-class eyewear, just as good as any expensive pair of sunglasses that we've worn. Durable frames and extremely 
clear optics for your outdoor adventures. That's not all because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements, so these guys can wear their Shady Rays when they do the Oklahoma drill against each other. Um, and if they break, then you know Shady Rays will have them covered. I actually do need a new pair of Shady Rays, Same. for the record. Well, then here. Scratch my lenses. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what you need to do then. You need to go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. This is exclusive for our listeners. The best deal of the season for Shady Rays. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. I see Jackson in the comment. Insane protection. That sounds a bit much. Oh, it's, it's much needed. And if you, again, break our, our Shady Rays like oh. Greg and I did, you can get a new pair from Shady Rays. You also got to check out Factor Meals, you guys. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help fuel you up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time. Nick eats it every day at training camp, and it looks delicious. I actually just got two boxes delivered today, Mark, so I'm going to be bringing Factor Meals uh, Wow. Yeah. I mean, it says a lot because they are actually shout out to the Bears. They are feeding us during training camp, and Nick's like, "No, I'm going Factor." You got to go Factor when you're when you're eating to feel so right, to stay ready, it. and stay on track to reaching your goals. Look, we all get busy, and there are times when you just don't have time to cook. With Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the shopping, prepping and cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy and get back to your busy day. And just the other day, um, I had the black pepper and sage pork chop with smoked cheddar Brussels sprouts and creamy broccoli. Delicious. 45 grams of protein, just a perfect meal after a tough workout. So it's July. Get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-picked meals delivered to your door ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So all you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash CHGO bears and use code CHGO bears to get. Uh, Hey everybody. Uh, Looks like something just happened with the guys out there. So give me a minute. Let me try and get them to log off and log back in. Uh, Hold on one second. You know what I'm going to do? Why don't we play the TJ Edwards interview and then we'll see if we can get them back. It's like a six minute interview. So uh, we'll play that now and then they'll probably be ready to go once, once we're back. So let me hit, Play on that, and uh, we'll we'll get after it. All right, so here we go. Here is TJ Edwards with Adam Hogue and Mark Carmen from camp. All right, we got the local kid TJ Edwards joining us here on CHGO. Uh, I know a lot of Bears fans are excited to have you here with the team this year. How's it been so far? It's been it's been fun, man. Um, I mean, just being you know coming down the the drive and all that, and seeing a, you know a lot of familiar things that I saw when I was young. Um, but then we get to you know get in here and get to work, and that's that's been the best part. Just get to know the guys, and um, I've been having a, a blast. So it's been fun. Who was your favorite bear growing up? Um, that's tough. I mean, Hester, you know, was Hester. He was the guy that um, everyone was you know emulating and stuff in the backyard. Um, but I was a big uh, Lance Briggs fan, man. I don't know. I thought you know Erlacher was Erlacher, and he was 
he was a, a monster. Um, but I thought, you know, Braves was a little underrated, and I thought he was he was a killer. So it was it was fun to watch. And I don't want to get you in trouble, but you were quarterback in high school. The yeah. Bears have always been looking for that quarterback. Do you yeah. think that you were going to be that guy? I did uh, <laughs> until I went to like my first camp, and I started like watching the other like college dudes like start to throw. I was like, man, I don't know, I don't know. I was more of a running guy, so I was like, I think uh, I could see a switch coming for sure. Have you had a chance to connect with Lance since you became a Bear? Oh, not yet, but you know, um, again, man, just to be you know in the building and knowing the the history of um, playing good defense here is important, and um, I'm just excited to be a part of it. Excited to get to know my teammates, continue to know them, and um, build this thing and, and start hitting the ground running. I wanted to ask you a question about Philadelphia too. I mean, obviously a really good organization. Mm-hmm. You guys had a lot of success there. What's you know starting your career there? What's one thing that you took away from Philly that? really stuck with you whether it's just the way they go about their business yeah. their culture whatever yeah you know I mean when we got there you know there was that culture was set you know there was a lot of um, great veterans there that, that I got to learn a lot from and um, you know Rodney McLeod Zach Ertz um, Fletcher Cox you know all those guys you know Kelsey Lane um, all those guys who kind of set, set that foundation Brandon Graham um, and, and for me you know as a young guy that's that's you know what you kind of want to um, get into you know guys who have played football at a high level and um, I got there and just you know continue to start my routine you know realize how important you know putting good things in your body is and um, doing the right things and um, being in your playbook so uh, I took a lot from being there and uh, the one thing that I see you know similarities from being there and here is just the detail of what you do you know I think that's one thing that so, gets so lost in all this, you know, we do a lot, we practice hard, we lift hard, we meet hard, but, um, you know, the little things of, you know, just being on your right landmark at all times, making sure you're in your right gap, or, or even just as simple as making sure you're taking good notes in meetings is something that, that really helps and really, really matters. And, um, you know, to, to see that here has been has been great, and I just want to continue to keep building that and keep doing that here. So. It's, it's not your department, but I think when people look at the Eagles and try to compare it to the Bears, they see that, you know, Philly invested a ton of the offense to get Jalen to the next level. How would you compare, you know, what you saw with Jalen over there to what you've seen with Justin so far? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's tough. You know, I think, um, you know, one, just kind of getting here and, um, you know, being around the guys, you know, full time for really, you know, a couple of weeks and a little time in the offseason as well. But, um, you know, just being there, you, you know, there's a lot of speed in the offense, a lot of, um, you know, scheme with the, you know, with the zone read, zone read game and things like that. A lot of things that, you know, they do with Justin and just playing against um, this team last year. You know, knowing how special that dude is back there and what he can do and, and how many ways he can hurt you and um, just kind of going now, you see how quickly he's getting his progressions and he's making sure you're staying true to your landmarks and making sure you're covering the whole field. And um, dude's talented, man, so he's going to be fun. Awesome. I don't mean to bring up the painful ending of last season. Just <laughs> what, what did you learn from that playoff run, that experience, what it took for your body and just – how you you kind of probably knew going into this offseason and eventually you signed with the Bears that you might be somewhere else, but just how, what what are you bringing from last season now to your new team? Yeah, I mean, first, like the, the physical standpoint, I mean, this game is all about availability and um, just taking care of your body so seriously. Like, it's, it's it's your job, man, and your legs and your body is everything. So, um, you know, I thought our staff in Philly did such a good job with that, of keeping us fresh and making sure on Sundays we're ready to go. And um, it's a long year. and. Um, but just, you know, towards the end, I think the one thing that we had was uh, it was a tight group. So there's a lot of adversity in the season, as you guys know, a lot of highs and lows, a lot of things that go your way. And sometimes you got you to gotta scrap to, to get that win. And we were able to do that. But it's because, you know, we knew each other, man. We, you know, we, we you know, not everyone loved each other, but um, we respected each other. And, you know, through those highs and lows, you got to be able to lean on somebody. So I love that we're um, 
doing that right now, which is getting to know each other, you know, playing playing games in the in the in the back and just just hanging out, and because um, that stuff's gonna take us a long way. Well, sure. you were destined to win your first Super Bowl in your hometown uniform. That's how this thing's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, no out. doubt, no doubt. Uh, last one here. People tie you a lot with, with, with Sam Warren because you know both Wisconsin mm-hmm. guys, but you also were both undrafted dudes. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think? guys missed on you which maybe applies to him as well I'm not exactly sure but like I'm sure you thought that you should have been drafted when you were coming in the NFL yeah I think it's you know it's so easy to um to measure you know a guy in in tights and see you know what he can do um but it's you know I think a lot of it gets missed of of just good football players and um you know guys who are you know great technicians understand how to play the game understand how to get to the ball and um you know I thought that's what you know they missed on me but I I wouldn't have it any other way and um Jack you know I knew he was a good player when he got to Wisconsin when he was young so um you know see him going drafted I I knew that it wasn't going to be anything um he couldn't handle you know it's something where I mean, if you're drafting this league or not, you got to produce and um, something that you got to do every single year. So um, I had no doubt about him. You know, I've been watching, I watched every game he played last year, just watched the tape and see how he did. And I'm, I'm proud of him. I'm excited to, you know, get to be in the room with him again for sure. I'm Badger here too. There we we're, go. We're we take to, pride, we're baby. We're used to the yeah, disrespect. They always count us out, man. You it's know, all good. It's this, all good. It doesn't matter. Don't hey. get drafted in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Just look at who's in the pros doesn't right now. Matter. I want to root for Northwestern. Yeah, but Madison's Mad- yeah. a sweet talent. Yeah. TJ, appreciate it, man. Yeah, appreciate it. You guys, Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate thank you. It. Listen, TJ was awesome. TJ is as likable as they come. He was cool with us beforehand. He was cool with us afterhand, uh, which is similar to, by the way, a ton of guys in that locker room. Um, but but I just it stands out. I mean, super easy going, and it's a great story because you know both him and Sanborn, undrafted dudes coming out of Wisconsin, both making their way. And here's a here's a guy who grew up here, getting a chance to come back to the Bears and, and hook touched on uh, you know the Super Bowl. So then I kind of joked, eh, you were you weren't born to you weren't you didn't you weren't meant to win the Super Bowl with the Eagles. You were meant to win it right damn here, damn it. Let's go. Uh, so, yeah, he talked uh, great guy. He talks about the details uh, in Philly being similar to what the Bears concentrate on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and but the one thing I think that still needs to be established here that I think the Bears are on their way to trying to do it's all the vets that they had in that locker room in Philadelphia, um, which. I think is very beneficial when young guys like TJ Edwards first get there. That's what he was talking about. You enter a locker room like that and uh, it can have a very, you know, profound impact on young players much like he did. And we've talked about this a million times now at this point when, you know, the bears back in the day when they had Brian Erlacher and Lance Briggs, who Lance Briggs is one of the guys that, TJ Edwards really looks up to said it was his favorite player, favorite bear when he was growing up. Um, and I think that's what the bears are trying to establish here, but it's, you can't just do it overnight. It's going to take some time. Yeah. And leader that's, you know, great teammate, good player like that. I you, you see these guys that Ryan Poles brings in and it just, you understand what they're trying to do. Jervon Dexter comes in. He gets up at the, he gets up at the podium. And you hear him talk. It's like, Oh, great guy. Zach Pickens gets up there. Oh, great guy. Like they mm-hmm. character matters to this, to this regime big time. And it, talent matters too. But a lot of the character stuff, I mean, it's, it is a very consistent type of person that they're bringing in here. I mean, just look at, you know, Cole Kamega and extension. He embodies Dang. all of that stuff. And that's why, you know, four years, $50 million. Like those things matter to this Bears organization. They have a lot of them, you know, currently in going into year two of this regime. So, you know, you hope all that stuff plays out and 
get some wins when they go into the 2023 season. But they the Bears have a type, and they're starting to build more and more guys as they're kind of building up this roster, uh, you know, ahead of this 2023 season. Yeah, I had a chance to talk with him on Friday after practice, and he's a really friendly guy, and, and he had invited his high school coaches out, and you just saw that interaction and how much – that relationship to them means to each other. And, and he just comes off as a really down to earth dude, for sure. Hogue lakes, community, <laughs> lakes community high school. You got anything on it there? Have you ever competed against him? Mr. High school football? No, coach? we have not. We have not gone up against lakes, but I've, I've heard a lot about lakes and obviously, um, you know, he, I just, you can't go wrong with these Badgers, right? And that's my these uh, Lake County High School to Wisconsin pipeline to Chicago Bears. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense. There it is. Right, there there it is. Lake, Lake Villa, uh, Illinois to Lakes Community High School to coming up Wisconsin, making huge plays early in his career to nobody understanding it in the NFL to being undrafted. Screw you NFL. All right, fine. I'm going to get an opportunity and you can see that I can play. And by the way, same thing with sand God, which is by the way, what he said about say, he's like, he's like, I knew that dude wasn't going to have a problem not getting drafted. He'd, he'd blow right through that, which of course the sand God did AKA sand God. So just sign me up as a TJ Edwards fan and, and, and believer, and we'll be rooting hard for him. You know what I've seen the past three practices now, including today's, is like just his coverage ability. His yep. ability to just kind of get in the right spot. It knows his landmarks, knows what the offense is almost doing before the offense runs its plays. Like you're starting to see that come out more and more into these practices. So I'm curious to see what that looks like now when they get the pads on tomorrow and just seeing, you know, where TJ Edwards is, is on the field because he's been all over it and playing that zone coverage. It's going to make a big difference for his Bears defense. All right, let's take a we got supers coming in. Yeah, we'll do a couple super chats here. Um, Lawrence, this is this might be my favorite super chat we've ever gotten from Ian. Ten dollars, just tuned in. Love y'all. Me and my girlfriend are talking about moving from Arizona to Chicago. Is Evanston a good suburb? I love Evanston. I think that's an outstanding choice if you're looking for maybe the most diverse suburb that you could find. Evanston is a great answer for you. If you're looking for uh, a connection to what is still a great university, damn it, Northwestern is going to get their stuff together. Evanston's a great place to live, man. If you're, if you're looking for the birds right next to Chicago, good area. Life. Buffalo Joe's. Buffalo Buff Joe's. Mustard's. Mustard's last stand. Lakefront. Easy transportation in and out. Um, you do have a ways to go if you're going west. You are right by the lake. So if you are if you are working somewhere west, that could be a challenge for you if we're, go, if we're doing the deep Evanston dive. Don't people from Chicago move to Lake Phoenix? Like, isn't it the other way around? I feel yeah. like that's like well, going the opposite right now. Yeah, well, when it's 138 degrees every single day and, they're, and all the water's drying up, they're all coming here. We know this. You're coming back to we'll us. see if Ian feels the same way in uh, February. True. February and what February used to be. You'll be fine. Ian. <laughs> uh, if Pat Finley lives in Evanston and enjoys Evanston, then I think that's a good most adorable man in media endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. <laughs> I love Finley. That dude tank $5 RIP Pee Wee Herman. Braggs, you have to have some level of Pee Wee Herman connection. I do not. <laughs> no. Come on. If anybody on our panel is like Pee Wee Herman, who is it? Is like Pee Wee Herman? Or I hope none of us are. Not like, but 
connection. Who's the most likely to have a connection to Pee Wee? I mean, yes, it's my era. Thank Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, That's what I meant. You guys are about the same age. You know, Pee Wee had a good run, but Pee Wee's 70. (laughs) Jerk. (laughs) Pee Wee's got a couple of decades on me for the record. (laughs) But RIP to Pee Wee. He had a great run. Unique, unique dude. RIP to Pee Wee. Got. Got a had a moment, uh, had lots of great moments. That's all I'll say. FMF Doc Willie five dollars. How does Bears training camp compare around the league? Any insights on this? Uh, like to other training camps, uh, I have not. I think the Giants had the pads on today, from what I saw. Yeah, on Twitter in Buffalo. I think the Bills have their, their pads on right now. Less too. injuries. We got injuries all around the NFL right now. Right. The knock on wood. The um. The, with the Colts situation with Jonathan Taylor, yes. Zach Moss had a serious broke his arm, broke his arm, which only the plot thickens between Jim Irsay and Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there was a fight at Detroit Lions camp with Jamison Williams uh, yep. throwing punches yep. Yep. and fisticuffs. So, you know, a little more than just your normal scuffle. See what happens with Jamison yeah. Williams. There's a little brouhaha Bears camp today. Yeah. Oh, Braxton Jones of all people, like, one of the nicer guys, I would say, on, he, on the Bears, but Braxton's been aggressive out there. He has. He yeah. really has since the first day. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I mean, he is like, you, you can Braxton. flex it out there. I'm well, ready to go. How would you be if somebody told you all offseason you got no power? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Dominique Robinson. You can go out there to prove yourself a little. Here I comes, like it. Here comes Braggs channeling everybody who's doubted him and putting it into Braxton Jones. Yeah, you. You. I mean, I think when it's all said and done and Braxton Jones is putting on his gold jacket in Canton, he's going to give a shout out to the appearance he made at CHGO in April. No doubt. The turning point of his career. No yep. doubt. Yep. No doubt. J.R. Mayberry, by the way, $5. How does Darnell Wright look compared to what Braxton looked at this point last year? Robert Quinn was working Braxton Jones last year. I remember throughout training camp. Yep. Like, there were some was... moments. I, I, J.R., man, too uh, really appreciate Super Chat. Give us two days of padded practices yeah. or even one. Check back in tomorrow. I promise you will. Yeah. It's just it's too early. It, it's yeah. they they are doing one on ones without pads, and that's where things got a little heated today with Braxton Jones. And I really couldn't tell on defense who he was getting all upset about. But um it just it's not it's not they're not real rushes. No, until we, until we see the pay line. Somebody yeah. asked me about Darnell Wright earlier today. And I, and I, and I said to them, like, no, nothing has stood out because how can you assess anything defensive line or offensive line play with no pads? The only play that stood out for Darnell Wright was on Friday when TJ Edwards got the interception Terrell Lewis threw him, you know, and I hate saying that because I wish I could give you one play that was the wow. He pancaked that guy, but for me, the only play that I was like that I knew Darnell Wright was involved in that stood out was when Terrell Lewis, who has been flashing a lot this camp, him. took him for a ride and then mm-hmm. chased Fields out of the pocket. So that was kind of, you know, Darnell's going to learn. I'm sure that had a lot to do with leverage and arm placement because mm-hmm. that's where Lewis got underneath his pad, underneath his shoulder, and took him took him for a ride. So, you know, he's going to learn. But yeah, it's way too early to make any kind of definitive statements. Hey, uh, CH show is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. They got their awesome beer roster, which includes Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. Goose IPA is always in style with citrus aroma and a bold hot finish. 
tropical beer hug. If you want to go big with the dry hopped Imperial IPA, 9.9% alcohol, 312 wheat ale is a classic. It'll just never die, quite frankly. The full pocket pill is a great one this summer. And uh, you can grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lake Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And we are also excited to partner with our friends at Circle K where you can pick up some goose if you like. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, snack selection, the premium gas as well. Look out for some freebies and giveaways down the road as we continue to partner with Circle K. Brave road trip snacks, some of the best deals you'll ever gotten when you're on that road. Uh, Go-to pickups. And, yes, there's our locations all over the place for Circle K. When you see a Circle K, pull on in and think of CHGO. We thank you for it. And thanks to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Um, do, do we want to give the audio a run here? Or are you nervous? No. We don't. <laughs> like I said, if, we, if we're going to do it, I would say you let for the very end of the show, for the 900, almost 1,000 people watching. Audio, oh, I'm audio. sorry. The other audio. <laughs> I thought that you meant the TJ Edwards. No. Audio work. The audio should work, but... We're not quite there yet. All right. First of all, pads go on tomorrow. Really excited about that. Mentioned that. I just got a kick out of the fact that Cody Whitehair is excited about it. Justin Jones is not. (laughs) They basically got asked the same question. Cody Whitehair is like, I asked him, do you still look forward to the first day of pads? And he's like, yes, absolutely. Like you can see his face light up, ready to go. Justin Jones is like, eh, it's not what it used to be. He said that he went to uh, bed when he was a rookie, he went to bed at 7 p.m. the night before the first pad at breakfast because he was just ready. He so was. anxious about it. And now he's like, yeah. Right. I'm better by normal time. Biggest day of my life tomorrow. I'm going to hit a training camp and I'm going to show you. So I want to be as rested as possible. So I'm going to bed at seven and he probably didn't sleep at all. And just laid in his bed and let his body recover. Now he's like, I'm in year six. This doesn't matter. Uh, I just got to get myself ready for the season. By the way, Jervon Dexter's sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Awesome. Uh, very emphatic about Jervon uh, Dexter looking good. And then I asked Justin Jones, what's different about the offense? you know, cause he's facing the offense every day. What are you seeing? That's different. Anything feel different, look different. He said one and two, Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Yeah, that's different. That's really different. We've heard Jaquan Brisker say the one and two connection, TJ Edwards, the one and two Tremaine Ed literally. I mean, we asked each defensive player about that, but it is those two that they highlight every single time. And it's evident. You see a connection between Justin Fields and DJ Moore in every single practice, but that's a connection that does change this offense. And that defense is recognized. It makes it, it makes their job a lot more difficult knowing that they have those two to kind of defend against. There was one bomb today throw to DJ. It was really a crossing pattern and he catches it midfield. And I forget what corner was chasing him. Do you remember Nick? I have it written down somewhere in my notes. Let me try and find it. So regardless, it doesn't matter. He was being chased. He could have not gone a hundred percent to get to the end zone, but he did. Jalen Jones. I agree. That stood out to me too. Yeah. Like, like there's a vet leading with how he's stretching across the end zone with the football, challenging Mm -hmm. the DB going up against him. Right. So I, I just thought that was like a little tidbit of like the bears culture showing through it's one, one more add on that. 
and we might get to some audio here, but if we don't, just underlining it up here. Well, it's, it's okay. I think I think the audio is working. So let 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 Law. Well, let's tee up Tyler Scott because he was asked about uh, you know, are have any of the vets helped you? What what have you learned from these guys? What's going on uh, as far as getting you up to speed? And I thought this was a very interesting highlighting of the character that's in that room. Here's a rookie coming in. They're all competing for playing time. Darnell Mooney's looking for a contract. Chase Claypool's looking for a contract, you know, but this is the way that this guy has gotten supported. Uh, I thought it was at least something that you can look at and point to and saying like, wow, that bears culture is, is permeating throughout the entire locker room. So here's, here's uh, Tyler Scott with uh, you know, who's helped him get off the ground person's kind of got their own kind of thing to them um you know d uh, mooney i mean he's a guy that you know i love you know because his mindset you know mooney he's his own man and you know one thing about him is like he's just like listen do you man just like be you don't be a robot don't be you know just like you know you see something drawn up on paper you know at the end of the day you got to get the job done it's it's football you know they brought you here for a reason and you know you got to do things that separate you from the rest and you know i love that about him just his mindset of like just be you um you know and then eq you know vet type of guy and he's the guy that it's the little things, you know, whether it's, you know, after you catch the ball and drills finishing, you know, upfield or, hey, uh, somebody just did something in front of you. You need to be watching and paying attention just in case, um, you know, you need to do, you know, you need, you're up next. And so you need to know so you don't make the same mistake um, or just for being prepared on the sideline just in case, you know, DJ goes deep or Chase goes deep and um, having your helmet on just being ready to get in the game. So it's just kind of those little things like that. Um, and then Dante. Um, you know, he's out right now, but he's a guy that's just kind of been just keeping an eye on me. You know, whenever I'm running routes, things of that nature, he'll just be coaching me up and not just necessarily, you know, giving me a correction, but saying why, you know, understanding the why of what he said, you know. So um, coach will make a correction to me and he'll ask me, you know, we'll sit next to each other in meetings. He'll be like, hey, do you know why he's saying that? And so we'll just kind of talk like that. So I just thought that was interesting. Like Dante Pettis, that dude is not playing and he could get cut. He's trying to help this guy. Tyler Scott is going to who very well could take his job. Same thing with EQ and even a guy like Mooney, these, these dudes could be incredibly competitive about their spot, but they're all supporting the rookie. To me, that's just a, that, that, those are good teammates. That's who you want in your room. Yeah, it's just, I think it just shows the, the chemistry within the wide receiver room, even though there's a lot of competition, they're fighting for spots, but they all want the best for each other. And I think, again, that's established with the culture that, you know, Iberflus has said since day one that these guys are going to work towards a common goal, get better, get get the best product out there on the football field. But again, they are, there's only so many few spots on a roster and there's a crowded wide receiver room, but it's nice that everyone's been so receptive to Tyler Scott, a rookie in this league, and they're trying to make him the best version of himself. By the way, uh, CHGO Bears training camp coverage brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Learn more at comed.com slash poweringbiz. Good looking out right there. Yes, sir. You got more from Tyler? Uh, yes, I do, Adam. There is, um, let's, we have one other cut from the one and only Tyler Scott, who uh, Bears fans are falling in love with Tyler Scott, by the way. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know if you guys are noticing that. But yes, um, Tyler also weighed in on what did he weigh in on? Thank you very much. <laughs> this is just, okay, we gotta go inside the show. No, here. please don't. No, no, we gotta go inside the show here. This is great. Because <laughs> Carm every day is obsessed with playing these audio clips. He never tells us what they're about. He just puts them into our Slack channel. 
and like trust that everybody listens to him, even though it's like a full long press conference and no one knows what he could actually be going. And now we're actually here and he doesn't even know what he put in there. This is great. I know what I put in there. I just <laughs> forgot for a minute, but now I remember. Hey, Tyler, is that because you and PB Herman are the same age? Rude. Uh, <laughs> Lawrence, you got this. It's the other Tyler Scott. It was. He was asked about. I thought this was interesting. He was asked about the difference between college and the NFL, and you would think a lot of times you hear like, "Well, these dudes are insane athletes," but it was something else. And he threw a compliment, Jalen Johnson. Nick, Nick kind of touched on this earlier in the show, but here we go. The difference between college and pro, Tyler Scott. I think I've noticed coming from college to the NFL, uh, is, is the biggest difference is not necessarily, um, I wouldn't say necessarily the speed of the game, not as much as I thought it would be, um, so far at least, but I would say the knowledge of the players that you're going against, for sure. Um, I remember my first rep against uh, Jalen Johnson when he came back um, at OTAs, and uh, my very first rep, he was on top of it, like, he ran it for me. And at that point, I was like, man, this <laughs> – and, I mean, this guy's been here for, you know, three four years. And so I'm like, man, this dude, you know, he just kind of gave me a taste of what, you know, really a high-level caliber cornerback, um, you know, kind of how they, you know, dissect the game and how they're just one step ahead. And so um, that's pretty much the biggest difference, you know. So I'm just trying to figure out now how do I use my speed? How do I threaten guys with that? And so um, just using, like, run plays or, you know, things of that nature just to kind of threaten guys and make them feel, you know, what I'm about. You know, so that then gets guys off of me. So then I can kind of play around with them you know because at the end of the day it's a physical game you know also you know being fast and things of that nature but it's also a mind game as well i, I thought that was interesting really too. interesting right yep it's showing that he understands it's a chess match when you're you have the speed like tyler scott does and you watch his highlight reel from cincinnati he just has to blow past you when you get to this level you got to set guys up you can't mm -hmm. it's not just about your speed it's about understanding how to get them to put them in the right position to leverage them off that and the fact that this dude is so damn ass fast that NFL speed's not mattering to him. It's more of the whole, it's the, the way these guys are just know exactly what he's going to do. And he's got to get up to speed, you know, no pun intended uh, as far as his technique and how to set dudes up. Like you're talking about Braggs that uh, that's, that's what's on his main thing. That's on his plate right now. Well, I love how he said during run plays, like that's maybe huge, it doesn't yeah. come to his side of the field, but he's still going to push his defense DB back like as he's running up on him just to get him thinking about it for when it is his turn you gather intel as a wide receiver how are they going to react to something if you you know push your out a certain way so that when you do have that play call for you you can kind of go back to the few reps that weren't even called for you and then utilize it on you know your specific route so i do like that from tyler scott a lot i like the early vibes with tyler scott uh, i'm a huge first impression guy when it comes to these rookies getting a training camp, being in a tough environment. I always need, okay, I need some padded practices to really, especially with the first, you know, the, the linemen that they drafted in the first couple rounds um, to really get true first impressions. So we'll get there. I usually give these guys two weeks before I'm like, all right, I, this is looking good. This is not looking so good. But right now I think with Tyler Scott, and uh, Charles Smith, especially with those two guys, like, and, and Smith's, I wasn't expecting this from Terrell Smith, the fact, and, and I, you know what, Tyreek Stevenson, I'd say good vibes too overall, even though he's been through some some groin pains here. I, I don't, they're not the type of groin pains where I'm like, ooh, that guy can't play. It's, they're throwing a lot at him, and a lot of these plays where the Bears wide receivers are making plays on him, he's still in decent coverage, and he mm -hmm. got that interception today. So, I would say, especially with those three guys, um, the early vibes are really good, and that's that's encouraging. Terrell Smith's getting a lot of compliments on his strength. 
Do you guys that too, yeah. do you guys remember in Justin Fields rookie year when the Bears played the Rams? Was that week one? Week one, yeah. Week one, it was like a night was it a night game? Sunday night Sunday night football yeah. or something like about that. Two years ago. Two years yeah. ago. Matt Nagy's yeah, last year. Justin yep. Fields first year. On a fourth and one, they threw a pitch play to uh Cordero Patterson and they and Terrell Terrell um I I keep saying Terrell Smith. Ter, uh Terrell Help me out here, Nick. Terrell, Terrell, Terrell. Uh, Jalen Ramsey? No, no. <laughs> I keep saying Terrell, Terrell Smith because he's a ter- Terrell. No. David Terrell. The linebacker we're Ooh. talking about right now. I'm, I keep saying Terrell Smith. Terrell, Terrell Lewis. Lewis. Thank you. I'm, okay. dr- I'm sorry. I keep saying Terrell Smith because okay, he had a big day today. Yes. Terrell Lewis blew up the play, right? Got it. And Got it. I saw him after practice today, and I, and I reminded him of that play. And he said, yeah, I think that's why they signed me. My my new favorite yeah. thing is these rando brags interviews. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's what I got. That's what I'm like, doing. Nobody knows that you've talked to these people. No one. Uh, you talk about me with my audio. He just randomly does. Yeah, you know, I was sitting with Sanborn today, and like, but, but you didn't tell it. You didn't tell anybody that you did that. Why would you just bring it in? Who do who else did you talk to today? Who else did I talk to today? Tremaine Edmonds. Talked to Tremaine Edmonds. Oh, you talk right. You talk- Tremaine Edmonds got a brick by brick shirt today. I mean, come on. What do you think I'm doing after practice? Well, I I bring screwing around, buying tacos. If you had told us before the show that you had given Tremaine Edmonds a brick by brick show, we could have we could have made a headline. Brick Tremaine Edmonds goes brick by brick. He did tell us. It's in Slack. It's in Slack. (laughs) All right, I retire. (laughs) You were at at Starbucks. Um, I need to be texted in the video. Sorry, the Terrell Smith thing threw me off. Uh, I'm sick of Terrell Terrell Smith, Terrell Lewis, whatever. What size shirt do you get for Tremaine? I gave Tremaine, I took a risk. Because I also am going to give one to Kari Blasen game because his dad and grandpa both said they were bricklayers. So Kari's agent said he was a double XL, 2XL. So I figured Tremaine Edwards is similar to XL. What do you think? Just guess. Do, you think do you think he needed a three XL? He might he's, be a little bigger. He is that's huge. He's, he's a he's big huge. dude. I yeah, feel like I think he's going to look right. like a medium. I, it'll be fine. It, that, that's a good number. I would have actually thought XL. I don't think he's, he's not huge. Like, well, first of all, they're all out there running around in shorts that are like smaller than Nick shorts. This is that the new vibe. It, it, you notice this? They're very. It's a very tight look. They're like speedos. It's, it's, it's They're like speedos. the new the new football thing, I guess. Well, I don't. They, they, some of them have taken their actual football pants, like their jersey pants, and cut them. So I'm trying to understand that. Like they've got the football pants cut that they're, they're, they're I mean, they're super tight, like basketball shorts in the 1980s <laughs> and, and they barely cover anything. There's that look. And then there's the regular short look that, that everybody else is going. And I'm trying to figure out who decides who's wearing what, or is it just complete personal choice? No, and why would you pick the tight speedo thing versus just a regular pair of shorts? I mean, I think it actually does look well. Cooler. Some guys like to practice the in their doing. plain pants, which I understand. And it's super hot out. So they, I don't know that they cut them down a little bit. I got no idea, but you know, kids these days, bears are so adorable with their outfits. <laughs> <laughs> You're adorable. Ray still Simone hoochie daddy shorts. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Ray says, uh, "You're the best, Crystal." Ray says Nick was low key offended. Look at that reaction. You have to go back and watch that. Like, wow. Yeah. The ladies love them. Well, I I don't doubt it. Maybe they're you know. Maybe they're. I have some really white thighs, so that's why I wear them too. So I get a little tan. 
That's you gotta, you gotta get the the thigh tan going. I you guess. gotta have some confidence to put on the the what did she call them? The hoochie, hoochie daddy, daddy shorts. shorts. If you're going hoochie daddy short, you believe in your hoochie daddiness to do that. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. That that's an aggressive play. By the way, no one here's complaining about it. I think it's interesting. Yeah, different preferences but all around. I've noticed the trend. Bragg's checked out five minutes ago, by the way. No, um, I didn't. <laughs> hey, I, so I started just... talking about clothes. All right. Um, well, we're sorry that the uh, TJ Edwards interview didn't. Big cram. Big cram coming in here. 199, okay. how does this training camp compare to others? We've talked about this a few times. I mean, go ahead, Mark. I, I just think the... Training camp vibes right now. Training camp vibes are always positive, but this is this does feel like we are in a the Bears are moving towards being an organization that you can be very proud of. Like Kevin Warren, I'm just starting at the top. I just think it's such a huge deal that that they have somebody in here that's is not named Ted Phillips, who's Talking with Brandon Johnson, apparently Chicago's back on the oh, table there. Let's freaking go. go. Um, not talking about that right now. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Poles has met the media multiple right times. The Fluce is flucing in a second year. Field seems like he's uh, that much more comfortable. DJ Moore, an absolute enormous addition. You've They're not there yet. But it just, as far as training camp, comparing it to others, they feel like they're in a different space to me. Right. We've talked about this a few yeah. times here on some of these recap shows, but they've only had like three years in the last 15 years where they show up with this like new and improved offense. And that was with Elshon Jeffrey and Martellus Bennett and Brandon Marshall when they first came in, Matt Forte, Jay Cutler. And then 2018 when it was Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel, Alan Trey Burton, Allen Robinson you know, Tariq Cohen, you know, and Mitch Trubisky. And this year is the same kind of thing. I other years, it's not like that every year. I mean, we always get excited, but these are the three in particular years where it's like this new and improved offense. Can't wait to see it. But for this year's offense, we we have not yet seen the finished product because as Hogue mentioned and Carm mentioned, Mooney and Claypool are just getting, it's nice that they're healthy. That's the great news, but let's get them more worked into the offense where they're in there on every snap for first team reps. And then we'll get a full picture of what this offense can be. All right. A couple more supers, uh, Ian $5. What's happening with Borum? Is he definitely the second string at this point? Uh, yes, at this point mm-hmm. he is, and I think he's the leader in the clubhouse to be the swing tackle. Um, but yeah, but I mean, barring injury, he's he's not going to be a starter. They're going to need no, that yeah. guy though. They're going the swing tackle spot. You're talking about second year Braxton, although he was able to stay healthy last year. But also with Darnell, that's to me, Borms could play a very key role on this team. Um, and one more drew one ninety nine. We need a hose classic QB meter rating. Oh, but that was when that was when there was a competition. This one's true. Clear cut. Although we could bring the meter just to show how fields. Is I agree. Somebody said that in our chat after like the second show that we should do a fields grade every day. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't put me in, the, um, in a spot where I'm going to get killed again. I love that though. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I I'll lead Bears Twitter on either of you or Mark. Highest Not grade, you, Nick, A though, plus. Just the best. Lowest grade, A minus. There, there it is. There it is. <laughs> that yep. was like an A minus. It, it, it was just funny that uh, I'm walking out of 
uh, practice today and I'm talking with like, you know, a handful of media people and they're all like, Oh, what's the quarterback? I don't know about the quarterback like that. That's going on. And then I see Braggs uh, tweet. The quarterback was absolutely amazing today. Guys, Justin Fields was the best and I love him and I love you. And will you please love me and follow me because yeah. I'm saying something nice about Justin Fields. False. I, I was critical of my worst. The first day of practice was Justin Fields, almost throwing four picks. So you can write whatever narrative you like, but I'm come going get this to guy. come I, get him. Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what I feel and what I see. I'm not gonna follow the crowd. Love so it. there you go. All right. Well, <laughs> we're sorry the uh, TJ Edwards interview didn't work out, but we will post it separately <laughs> on the CHGO YouTube channel. Um, please watch it and tell a friend. Mm -hmm. He's awesome. One thousand people watching this show right now. Every single one of you hit the like button right Yo, now. How many likes, likes do we have? have? I don't know. Well, you said one hundred and ninety-nine. Yeah, that was thousand. I see nine sixty. Let's go, That's guys. Respectful. That's what that is. Cornelius on. jumping in here. One last super. Four ninety-nine. If something happens to one of our tackles, I'm moving Tevin Jenkins to tackle and Borum to guard. Wow. Um, Kellen Deesh. I don't think they want to move Tevin again, Cornelius, He's good especially back to tackle. But when he was asked about that last year, by the way, that making the move back out to tackle, he's, he underlined that it would be very difficult for him to do. It would take him some time. Yeah, and I don't think the Bears are interested in that anymore. I think that ship has sailed. Um, and I think rightfully so. I think he's got a chance to be a pretty damn good, good guard. guard. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see it. Pads go on tomorrow. We're going to be there. We're going to have you completely covered just like we still do today. So you still got that TJ Edwards interview to look for on the uh, CHGO page. We also have a three minute yep. recap from after practice to check out Moriano minute is uh, going to be up there. If it's not already, uh, this is all on social media as well at CHGO underscore bears. Go give us a follow there on Twitter, on Instagram. It's at CHGO underscore sports. And a die hard newsletter coming out. The diehards we're we are dying hard together uh, every morning in the Hogs Bears thing newsletter. Um, tomorrow will be a little bit of a special teams flavor, but uh, actually Richard Hightower was very interesting today at talking about the different players that he shows film of to try to motivate these guys to embrace special special teams. There's some very interesting uh, case scenarios there that he got into today. So that's on the uh, newsletter tomorrow. It comes out every morning, Monday through Friday. Uh, if you are a CHGO diehard, you can go sign up for that. And if you're not, please go sign up all chgo.com slash diehard. You get discounts on all of our merchandise, all of our events, level up your fandom with us we love the diehard saw a couple out there at practice today that yep. stopped me mm -hmm. uh took a photo uh shout out to dino too. nypd said he's listening every single day as he commutes from long island to uh brooklyn wow. my apologies i will shout out who i did not shout out today tomorrow but i met a father and son tom no i don't think i no, I'm, I'm, it was tom tom was just, just be quiet um <laughs> But they're mad at you, Nick. So oh, that's right. Yes, Tom was he was, it was uh, Tom. He was messaging me on Instagram. I said I would meet him and I, I just never saw him. Yep. And he said that he offered you a free training session and you didn't do it. Just like I, you bears on Kauai. Guy goes all the way to Hawaii, doesn't meet up with bears on Kauai. Now there's a dude out here who wants to give you a free session and you're dogging him. I'm, I'm up for a free session. Dang, but, Nick's big time free people. session of what? He was gonna he wants to he wants to work Nick out. Nick's like, yeah, I, I do Bears fit. I don't need no. Oh, Nick's I, flex, I'm with George man. McCaskey at five thirty every morning. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's mad at you, Nick.
I'll get that. Yeah, we'll, it's we'll great. It's great. All the fans no, 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 in the stands. Saying right, hi. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I need I my need guys, help. Rob and um, Peyton Davis. I've been hanging out with them in the stands the last few days. Great family. So it's cool to see all the CHGO fans out there for sure. I miss Bragg's at practice today. Me I, too. I didn't see him. I didn't see Carver practice. Yeah. Actually, there was like five minutes left in you practice. You walked so right past me in the bleachers. You ignored we, me. We were so wondering. Yeah, because I'm looking up at the bleachers and I. Mark totally was big time in me as he was talking to Tom. Totally big time. We didn't even know Carm was at practice day. We were kind of worried. <laughs> Carm was at practice. Carm, Carm's got some great videos of Justin Fields out there. Check out at the Carm. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Another recap show coming your way at three o'clock tomorrow. Pads are on. Can't wait. I'm going to go to bed at seven o'clock tonight. Just to get ready for pad of practice. No, I won't, but. Eight o'clock softball tonight. We are missing some guys. So let me see that finger. I think you got more sexy. But we're gonna playoffs be yet? Oh, Come on. There was tape on that earlier. There was. I took it off. It was bothering me. You are gonna have to. It's the. You're gonna have to wear a mitt tonight. We can have one guy. That's awful. <laughs> that just looks. That looks terrible. I told you to get a good doctor. This it looks is like Hampton's finger. Oh that's God. I don't think hold you can that bet. up to the can. I don't think you can. Wow, you can actually notice it. This is the yes, good hand. Yes, because it's not straight. It's a pinky. Pinky's not. You're going to have to wow. not. I'll catch. I'll be fine. I have that, too. I was going to put you. I was going to bat you two in the lineup. I don't think you're you batting see. me two in the lineup. Because yeah, we prom- prom- you promised. I heard that. I did, but you I didn't see the it. finger. I can, I can swing a bat. You promise, you coach. Get, if you don't get two hits tonight batting, and that's only a two. I'll get four. If you don't get two hits, what will you do tomorrow on the show? Ten push-ups. I will only come with a mustache. Okay, fine. Wow, that's a good bet. All right, he's been. If he doesn't get two hits, he has got to be in a mustache tomorrow. Yep, I like that. Also, sources say that there have has been um, some some level of uh, mutiny in the uh, locker room of CSU over what happened last week. A terrible loss. Some some are doubting the head coach. Big game. Big uh, game is the point yeah, tonight. Well, Big game. Uh, those people should bring their c- complaints directly to me and, and, we will, <laughs> and, and we will have a we will have a deep discussion you give would... the lee Ilya rant <laughs> <laughs> all these losers in the stands <laughs> i'm not saying anything about our team because i love my i love our team but if there are complaints out there i want to hear about them personally because i will have a thought of two um, about how we can i'm just reporting okay just reporting all right We're out of here. We'll talk to you tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Pads, let's go.